Welcome. We are so glad you're here. You guys ready to worship tonight? Awesome. We got a lot of music to play. We got a lot of things to pray about and a big, amazing God to, to praise tonight. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up and say hello to somebody and uh, give some encouragement. Shine. 
We still look forward to that day, the faultless we can stand before your throne. And I pray, God, tonight as we come before you in prayer, come before you with songs of praise, God, I pray that you'd be glorified. I pray that you'd speak to us. Holy Spirit, I pray you would move, have your way here. Be free to do your will, Lord. Lead, guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you guys have a seat for a minute? Wow. Um, man, God is good. All the time. And all the time. Everyone knows it's the youth. It's always the youth that know the cool chants. Um, we're glad you're here tonight, youth, youth people. All right. <laughs> man, so uh, for me, it's been almost six years to the week. And, and here we are, one of my last services with you guys. Man, it's, it's surreal. Um, I've got this weekend left after tonight. And uh, then on to, to what the Lord has. And, and you guys will be on to what the Lord has. And tonight is uh, titled, Our Night of Prayer and Worship. Hey, Dan Johnson. Dan Johnson, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> The other, the other day, I was uh, starting off the service leading worship, and Dan Johnson walked right in the front with a cup of coffee doing this, staring at me as I walked. So that's, that's for you, my man. Anyway, um, the night of prayer and worship. And uh, as Eric and I were talking about what we wanted to do, um, and I was, I was going to do this first session, um, my thoughts automatically go to the worship portion, you know, uh, it's what I've poured into for six years here, and it's it's something that's so important. And we can pray for worship um, is a really special thing. God doesn't give us any any boundaries um, when we're praying, you know. And I think praying that He would increase in worship in this church is is an incredible thought, you know, not just to worship Him, but ask Him to help us in our worship of him. And uh, as I was thinking about those things, you know, my heart goes back to when I first came here and memories flood all through the six years. And, and I was thinking back to a few weeks ago when I shared with all of you guys that, I, that we were leaving. And uh, my heart is kind of in that same spot tonight. And I want to pray for some specific things. I want to have you guys pray for some specific things. And uh, I want to share my heart behind it so that, that we can understand and have clarity so that our prayer as a church can really be unified. Um, one of the more difficult things in the life of a, a minister of any kind, whether it's music or teaching or counseling or any type, 
is a, a new place. You've got to learn new people. You've got to uh, learn how those people interact with each other and then learn to, to squeeze yourself in the midst of that. You've got to take on a personality that fits with the new group of people that, that you've been uh, placed with. You know what I mean? And when I came here, that was no different. Um, I had a lot of learning to do, a lot of growing to do, a lot of changing that needed to happen. And likewise for you, you had a lot of things about me that you needed to uh, learn to love or hate. And to, uh, for us to grow together, we had to, to bridge that gap. And having gone through it, knowing how difficult it is, um, praying for our new worship pastor that's going to come here is super, super important. And it's on my heart. And I, that's where I want to lead us tonight in this, this first prayer session. I want to pray for some specific things for whoever comes in. Um, and I want to start by encouraging you once again to really, really prepare your heart to receive a new worship pastor. It's happening, you know. It's for sure happening. I'm going to be gone. And there's going to be someone new. And it's going to take you humbling yourself and being open to the things that he brings to the table. It's going to take you um, taking your, your thoughts and opinions and making sure they are of the Lord. And it's going to take you reminding yourself that worship leaders have not entered into a centralized American Idol competition, you know? And uh, we're not here to perform. We're not here to be judged. We're here to lead worship. We're here to worship our God. And you're here to join in that. And we do it together, right? And so that being said, a few things I want to pray for. Three things in particular tonight for our new worship pastor. Um, whoever that might be, we're going to lift him up in prayer tonight specifically for three reasons. One is that he would have confidence. Pray for his confidence that he could come in. One of the more difficult things is to stand in front of a group of people and do something like music where it's so much of who you are as a person laid out there. And uh, to do that and have confidence in yourself to do that is very difficult. Um, believe it or not, for musician types, uh, despite the fact that they get on stage in front of a big group of people, Sometimes that's one of the more difficult pieces because as a musician, you feel so much of yourself is coming through what you're putting out there. And to offer that to a group is not an easy task. And so pray for, for confidence for, for this person that comes in, that he would find his identity in the Lord, that he would uh, find his confidence in the Lord, that his insecurities would be squashed by the fact that he's God's child. Amen? So we're going to pray for confidence for him. And we're going to pray for an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just that, that the decisions he makes and the songs he selects and the times that he's listening while leading worship to what the Holy Spirit's saying, that he would be in tune with the Holy Spirit and that those decisions would come out with a true anointing, that he would be God's man, and that the Holy Spirit would be all over every decision he makes. So for confidence for him, for a special anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then three, um, for vision, for where God wants to take this church in worship. Um, I believe that, yes, we praise God in worship, and it's, it's for us to give back to God. But, you know, when I got saved, it was through a song. 
God spoke to me mightily through melody and, and chords and lyrics. And uh, because of that, I firmly believe that worship is not a one-way street. Uh, it's a two-way street, right? And for God to give vision to this person coming in uh, for what he wants to do in worship, that this person would be confident in those decisions, that he would follow what the Lord says, um, and that God would provide him with a clear path of which way to go. Uh, I know it seems like worship pastors select songs and then rehearse a band and we sing those songs together, but you know, there's a lot of spiritual warfare. There's a lot of decisions to be made on music style and song selection, and God's vision to a worship pastor of where to go in the future is, is priceless. Um, so I want to pray for those three things for this guy. And as we leave here tonight, don't forget about him. Don't forget that he's coming in. Um, when, when you come to church in the coming weeks and I'm not here, let that be a reminder that someone else is on the way at some point in the future and pray for him constantly. So we're going to pray tonight uh, for confidence, anointing, and for vision. Okay? And here's how we're going to do it. Uh, because this is such a big thing to our church, uh, I kind of want us to be able to pray out loud together a little bit. So um, in just a minute, just turn to those right around you and uh, one person in your group, someone make the, the bold move to sort of lead the group. We won't have time for each of you to say an out loud prayer, but a few of you, please, please pray out loud and let's unify together on that. Um, if you've got time, introduce yourselves quickly, say first name so you kind of know who you're talking with. But uh, one person, take the reins and, and lead it, um, and you wrap up the prayer, and we're going to stay up here and pray together, and then we'll start playing some music here in a bit and uh, move forward in some more worship. Uh, but just get in some groups. Turn and, and face those around you, and let's, let's pray for our new worship pastor uh, for confidence, anointing, and vision tonight. dream. 
is my deliverance, hands held high, is you deliver it all. You have made me a child of God, my feet on the ground, my heart in heaven, I am great made without the living all. You have made me a child of God.
God, you forever and ever. God, you.
whether you're right or wrong. How can it be that you would see a sinner like each one of us and still go to the cross, Jesus? Your grace and mercy is more than we can fathom, more than we can imagine. God, tonight as we come before you in prayer again, lead, guide, and direct us, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. We praise you for your sacrifice, Father, and we say, how can it be that you're so good? We're in awe of you, God. Just bless this time of prayer. Be here with us, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat again. I love nights like this, don't you? Times to be able to worship the Lord and pour out our hearts uh, before Him. The neat thing is we've had this on the calendar for almost a year, long before we ever knew that uh, this would be the time when Chance would be leaving for uh, Texas. So the Lord had this planned out for us. I want to share one verse of encouragement and then a section of Scripture that we're going to pray through together. This is 2 Corinthians 4. 16 through 18. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So that's the encouragement for today, is that God is renewing us. So how does that renewal in the inward man take place? It happens through connecting with the Lord. It happens through abiding in the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And that's why times like this, we walk away feeling renewed, because we've taken time to meet with God. And that can happen on a Wednesday night. It can happen on a Thursday morning. But I bet you that there's been a lot of days where you felt like your inward man has not been renewed. How do I know that? Because I've had a lot of days like that as well. And I heard this uh, section of scripture today on the radio, and it really turned my day around. So being renewed is not just this guarantee that happens with no participation from us. It's like our cell phones. They've got to be plugged in. and we, We've got to plug into the Lord. And as we plug into the Lord, we're renewed. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Our affliction's light compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in heaven. It doesn't feel light unless our focus is upon eternity. And it also tells us that our trials, our affliction, are working for us. They're working on our behalf. While we do not look at things which are seen, but things that are not seen, not easy to do, that's a spiritual discipline. Look at things that are unseen, the things of God. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I hope that that encourages you this evening. Now the section of scripture that we're going to pray through is the Sermon on the Mount, all three chapters tonight. Now, we're going to look specifically at the Beatitudes. We're going to pray through these Beatitudes. So I'm going to read them, and then we're going to go right to the Lord's throne room together, and we're going to pray. What I'm going to do is going to lead us in this time of prayer. And so I'll I'll give us a topic, and then right where you're at, you go into God's presence in your own heart. And this is where I'm encouraging you to hit the accelerator. Just spend that time with the Lord. Enter into his throne room and pray these attributes into your heart and life. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Father, we take a moment just to reflect on these attributes that you tell us are so important, that are blessed in our lives. And we want to begin by being poor in spirit. God, we recognize there's nothing good in us. We're bankrupt before you. God, there's nothing that we could do to impress you. Lord, our sin are like filthy rags before you. Spend some time right now in the Lord and just confess those things in your spirit, in your heart, that you're broken over those areas of sin. Father, you tell us that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And God, we do mourn over things that we see in our lives, sin in our lives, Lord. Sin throughout our city and throughout our country. We mourn for those that don't know Christ as their Savior, that unless they turn to you, will have everlasting contempt. And Lord, may you break our hearts for the things that break your heart. Jesus, we know that you wept over Jerusalem because they had rejected you. And Lord, may you soften our hearts. Let's take a moment to, to mourn before the Lord those things that are grieving you, things that you see that aren't right. Pour that out before God. This incredible promise, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, power under control. Lord, forgive us for so many times not having gentleness, not having meekness. Jesus, you were meek. You described yourself as meek. And would you work this in us, God? We surrender to you. A lot of times we don't have the meekness in our lives because we're not surrendered to you. Jesus, you're our Lord. We sang, be lifted high, and we want you to be in the proper place in our lives. We surrender afresh to you. If there's anything that's holding you back tonight, let it, let it go. Anything you're not surrendering to the Lord. Any area where God doesn't have the reins of our hearts and our lives. What an incredible promise that we would inherit the earth. God, we also pray that you would give us a desire to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, would you awaken that craving inside of us for righteousness, for wholeness. Lord, those things in our lives that, that aren't right, that aren't of you, God. May, may we really see those as something that's going to keep us from an intimate and personal relationship with you. And God, may we hunger for your word. May we hunger for your presence. May we hunger to glorify you. And may we experience a satisfaction. Father, I pray that right now in Jesus' name over your people, Lord, that you would fill them as you are. They're hungering and thirsting after you, that they would find themselves satisfied in your presence. God, we thank you for that. The next is a difficult. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Father, we admit before you that it's so hard for us to extend that mercy that we have so freely received. Wrestle with that for a moment. Talk that over with the Lord. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall 
obtain mercy? Who do you need to show mercy to? Don't close off God's mercy. Open up that dam, that gate, and allow it to flow. God, would you work this into our relationships, our marriages, our friendships? Or would you work this into the very character and the fabric of this church that we would be a merciful church, that we would extend the grace that we've received? We thank you for your mercy that's new every morning. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What a motivation for a clean heart to see God. God, would you make our hearts clean? We can't make our heart clean. Would you deliver us? Would you heal us? Would you give us that clean heart? You have the power to do that through your death and resurrection, your blood that so freely has flowed. Cry out to God for that pure heart, that clean heart. Father, we want this to be our spiritual trash day. I love trash day at my house. And we want it to be that moment right now where the garbage goes, that you make us clean. We want to see you, Father. Help us to not think that we've got you figured out, that there's no more to see, there's no more to behold. Would you give us a fresh revelation of you? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. We walk in your likeness when we're peacemakers. Show us who we need to make peace with. Give us the humility to pursue peace. Jesus, you're the great reconciler. You gave yourself. You sacrificed yourself. Father, we intercede in behalf of our relationships. God, right now we lift up marriages. Pray that you would bring peace that there'd be decisions to be made over being a peacemaker. We pray for our relationships with our children, God. Would you, there be peace over those relationships? We know that the way that the enemy's going to attack this church is by trying to divide us, Lord. So would you allow us to walk in unity? Teach us to be peacemakers. And finally, in this Beatitudes, blessed are the persecuted. Are you willing to be persecuted for righteousness' sake? Because great is your reward in heaven. God, if it comes to this in our lives, may we rejoice. May we take joy. Lord, forgive us when we're persecuted for our own sin's sake. Would you grow us in, in this area? Only, God, you can do this work in and through our lives. So we're asking that you would, Father. And as we continue in worship, we just pour out our hearts before you. We love you. We thank you that you have sent your son for us. We thank you that you're our dad, that you're our father. God, would you minister to your people? Would you communicate your love in only the way that you can? And may we respond in worship. As we continue in worship, just wait upon the Lord. If you feel led to stand, stand. If you feel led to to kneel, if you feel led to go back to a quiet place in the sanctuary, this is a time to meet with the Lord. Pour out your heart before God. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Let you take that posture that God is leading you into. And the most important thing is a heart of adoration and a surrendered heart 
before the Lord. So let's continue to worship the Lord. Let's continue to wait upon him.
Oh 
justifies in grace Tis of the Father's heart To make a way for us And boldly we approach With earthly confidence it says taste and see that the Lord is good and you can think about goodness but it's another thing to experience uh, goodness and as we come to communion tonight what this represents is that God loves you that he gave his son to die for you personally specifically and the words that we just sang they're, they're truth from scripture that it's the blood of Jesus that's our defense it's the only reason that we stand forgiven but we're completely forgiven the scripture tells us that we're justified, which means that we're declared righteous, not dependent upon our works, but because what God has done for us. Isn't that overwhelming? And as we come to the communion table tonight, a lot of times I think we may get in the habit or it just kind of is flippant, but to really stop and think about the sacrifice of Christ, to, to come to the hill, if you would, Mount Calvary, to, to the grass that was right below the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. To think about Mary watching her own son die. John the disciple watching his savior. The centurion, the Roman soldier, 
who was mocking the Lord. But then when Jesus cried out, it is finished, he said, truly, this is the Son of God. Christ died for you. That space, he filled that space. He went to the cross, had a physical body, and he physically died for each and every one of us. And to taste that, to experience it. And when you take in communion, to think of his broken body, as this symbolizes his broken body and his shed blood. And, and allow yourself to experience the love of God. Also, communion declares to us not only that we're loved by God, but the penalty of sin has been paid for and the power of sin has been broken. As we read through a section of scripture like the Beatitudes, isn't it convicting? It's like, man, how, how in the world do I ever live that way? It's only through the crucifixion of Christ. It's only through the resurrection of Christ. If you're a believer, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. And there's freedom in the crucifixion of Christ and the resurrection. We look at these struggles of sin. How could I ever be free as we appropriate the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, as we apply it? Old man, you've been buried with Christ. You're buried, and I'm risen in newness of life. God wants to meet you. He wants to minister to your heart. He wants to flood you with his love. John the disciple, he identified himself this way, and he said, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loved. In his gospel, he never even put down his name. It wasn't important. His identity, who he was as a person is, Jesus loves me. The, the simple song, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. That's for you. That's for me. And enter into the love of God. So Father, as we come and take some time tonight, not flippantly, not rushed, but to sit at communion, to reflect upon the gift of your son, we want to taste and see your goodness. We know what we deserve, your judgment, but you've given us your grace. So Holy Spirit, would you allow us to comprehend the height and the depth and the width of your love? May you give us the faith to understand that it's through Christ's death and resurrection that we have power over sin. Maybe areas of sin that we could never overcome on our own, God. The penalty's been paid for. The power's been broken. God, we're here to meet with you. Would you minister to us as we reflect upon you? We draw near to you. Would you draw near to us? Bless this time of communion. In Jesus' name, amen.
But I will boast in Jesus Christ His death and resurrection Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer But this I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom But this I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom Grace that rescues 
guys have an awesome week. God bless you this week. Can't wait for this weekend. See ya.